Na 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 na! It's the motherfucking POWD podcast! Hello, 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 and welcome to another enriching episode of That's What She Said. I'm Natalie. And I'm Paulina. And this season <laughs> is upon us. Tax season! <laughs> Snaps for tax season. I feel like in Friends when he's like, the holiday season is upon us. <laughs> you look nice today. <laughs> When Ross is hitting on Rachel at Thanksgiving. Oh my god, yeah. Anyways, yes. Anyways, not holiday, tax season. Yes, it is. And you do look nice today. Thank you. Paulina's got a middle part now. Yeah, so I'm practically 19. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, we wanted to talk about money and budgeting and saving and how to do your taxes. Yeah, how to feel more empowered with your saving and your money. Yeah, and just how to feel like an adult. Yeah, even when hard. you're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think oh this is goodness time. I know. He sleeps all day and then we get out the mic and it's like he just wants to be a little yum, star. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got something to say. The cat podcast. Yes. Yes, very, very good. good test. Meow um, But yes, so I have worked in um, private wealth management now since I was finished university, so like five years. And when I started my career in that, it was just kind of serendipitous. I didn't right. take finance in university. And in fact, I took marketing. So I knew nothing about personal finances or had like a very limited understanding of personal finance before I started working. Um, Obviously, having been in the industry for many years now, I have a better grasp of just even like, we're not even talking about advanced stuff here, but basic um, kind of either investing or saving strategies that for me is now common knowledge, but that most people or lots of other people are not exposed to. Yeah. Unless you go out and do extra research. Well, and I feel like for some reason as when you're growing up and when you live with your parents, it's like my parents never talked about money that much. It's always a thing that parents kind of want to keep like out of the kid. Like kids don't need to worry about this. Like this is kind of a parent thing. But then because of that, you just don't really know that much about it and about how to save and what accounts to save it and whatever. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And I also think parents don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, like even like if we look at an account like a tax-free savings account or right. a TFSA, that that's a relatively new concept. Right. Like I think 2011 was the first year for a tax-free savings account that anybody could even have one. So these aren't like decades old. Yeah. This is like relatively new information that if your parent is a nurse or a teacher or literally anything where their direct job doesn't revolve around finance or money, then they would have to go out and do that research yeah. on their own, which of course is very possible. And yeah, lots but of people do. Lots of people do, but also lots of people don't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, who can blame them? I like when I talk to a lot of my friends, they always beat themselves up and they're like, oh, I feel like I should know this, or I feel like I should, I should know what an RSP is or 
what life insurance is or whatever. And it's like, okay, but I don't know anything about your job. So right. or people <laughs> go around and like, oh hard yeah, I'm so bad at this. I should know this. And you kind of act all embarrassed, but really you're just like, what? Yeah. And really it's like, honestly, I don't know where you would, where you were expecting to learn that <laughs> yeah. like, unless you look it up on your own. And it's, it is complex. It's not something yeah. that you can just take an afternoon Google and walk out with a plethora of knowledge that you can now walk through life with. Like, hey Alexa, what is yeah, and, a savings plan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, it's part of the reason it's so hard is because it's hard to keep up with. Like every year, the tax-free savings account limit changes, RSP limits change, tax right. credits and deductions change, tax brackets change. It's just like, it's it really is very difficult to keep up with unless right. it's your, your full-time job. job. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to go over um, just a few things on budgeting, um, how to file your taxes, because anybody who's listening to this podcast, it's probably very easy for you to file your own taxes, yeah. even though that sounds very daunting. So we'll go through that and we'll go through a couple of tax credits and deductions that most of you, if not all, will be able to utilize. Um, we'll look at the um, work from home tax credit that's new this year because of COVID. And yeah, I, it's so funny. Nat and I were talking before this and I was like oh have, have you filed your taxes yet for this year she said no and and <laughs> didn't you just file your like 2017 hey, taxes last, like last week <laughs> last, last year in maybe like April or May I filed my yeah 2019 <laughs> and then I realized I hadn't done my 2018 ones I had to go back and do those too and guys which, if you don't know, you're not going to get in that big of trouble for because I don't make that much money. But if I'm a big corporation, I didn't file my taxes, they would be a little upset. Right. But still, you should file your taxes. <laughs> you should definitely file your taxes because they only care if you owe money. Yes. And most people, yes. young people, don't owe money. In yeah. fact, you'll get money back. So I file my taxes on like the first day. I know every I year should do that because because I'm looking forward to literally thousands of dollars yeah. <laughs> that I will receive via my CRA direct deposit on March 15th. <laughs> so, anyway, very good. Um, lots of people have asked me about guys. I'm just gonna jump lots on real quick and <laughs> talk about mentioning. Just getting like a little influence. <laughs> um, but. People always ask me about budgeting and how they should, how much they should be saving, where they should be saving, where they should allocate their money to. In fact, my sister today just texted me. She's living in Texas and was like, what's, what's the percentage again to be house broke? And I was like, what the what? hell is house broke? Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? You like spend way too much money on rent or on your mortgage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I had to like think about it for right. minutes. I'm like, oh, you mean house poor? And oh. that's just like a slang term that people use when you've, your mortgage payments are exceeding your income or what it should be. Oh, gotcha. So you may own this like beautiful home, but you have no but money to literally do anything it. else. Right. Yeah. Or like you own this beautiful home, but you eat ramen yeah. for 80 years. <laughs> Not out of choice. <laughs> but so I, growing up, one of my favorite shows was, and then saying this now, I'm like, maybe I was always destined to work in like, yeah. <laughs> guys, one of my favorite shows was 
Princess, and it's done by Gail Waz Oxalade, who is, she's, you'll, you'd recognize her if you Google her, but she's like a larger lady, and she had the shows Till Debt Do Us Part, Money Moron, and Princess, and they were all on the Slice Network. I have never heard of Princess. Okay, it's I've really heard of Till Debt Do Us Part. Yeah, okay, so they were on Slice or Lifetime, I can't okay. remember which network, but they're so good. And basically it runs down. So till that do us part is like, um, older people or old, right. I say older, but now they're like, like our, our age. age. Yeah. <laughs> it's like older people, more mature people yeah, who are like married and struggle financially. Okay. And so that's boring. Right. Um, and then princess focused on young people in their late teens, early twenties, like 18 to 25, who just spent, spent like copious amounts of money on crap. Like Who's literally money, their own, their, okay. Well, their <sighs> own, they would borrow from like partners or like friends oh, or family okay. or like cash money loan places. It's oh my a, God. It's really okay, good. Why is it called princess? Because they're spoiled. Like they oh, like they're like, princesses. Okay. Yes. But there's guys on it too. Um, but yeah, like the episodes are half an hour and okay. they're so good. And it's a Canadian wow, show. Watch it tonight. Right. It's a Canadian show. They're all on YouTube, I think. Like, you can find them really easily. <laughs> Take a break from the challenge and watch Princess. Yes. But, yeah, you don't – it's – sorry. So, yeah, it's Canadian. All the currency is in Canadian, which is nice. You don't have to worry yeah. about, like, right. thinking it's U.S. and then, like, converting it. So, the premise of that show is – and what Gail recommends your budget be broken down is this. And this is kind of what I loosely follow. Okay. So 35, no more than 35% of your after-tax monthly income should be spent on housing. I've definitely heard that before. Yeah, that that's a pretty, like, yeah. general rule. Um, so, yeah, that So, like, a third of your monthly income should go towards rent. Max. Right. Yeah, and that includes, yeah, rent. Or not shit, yeah, max. A mortgage, um, housing upgrades, like, that's okay. all in that one Oh, category. okay. Yeah, Good utilities. Know everything like okay. any expense to do with your house so that's not to say that like your exact rent payment should be 35 yeah. percent right because then you have all of these your extra other expenses costs. yeah um 15 on transportation so that okay. includes gas a car payment insurance yes all okay. of those um 10 into savings so long-term savings or an emergency fund okay um 15 on debt so that would be credit card debt okay um or consumer right. debt not yeah. like a mortgage payment again oh okay. that would be what about like someone's student loans would that be considered that type of debt yes okay um and then 25 percent on life so that's 25 percent is basically every other expense that you have aka clothes and shoes <laughs> <laughs> but also groceries like yeah. any lifestyle expenses okay so <laughs> it's my lifestyle to eat <laughs> <laughs> um so I'll say that one more time, but also if you just Google Gail Valzoxalade budget pie chart, this comes up. It's called Life Pie. That's <laughs> not what it's called. Not Life. It says Life Pie at that, the top. That's not, that's not an official name. <laughs> <laughs> so one more time. 35% housing. That's not what it's called. Sorry. <laughs> 35% housing, 15% transportation, 10% savings, 15% debt, 25% life. Now. Okay. If you don't have one of those categories, if you don't have a car, if you don't have debt, whatever, 
I recommend, and again, this is just like my opinion, you can do whatever you want, but try and save more. Yeah. Because totally. as a millennial, if you're saving 10% of your paycheck, if you're taking home $4,000 a month, saving $400 a month is not going to get you where you want to be in 10 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if you think about the fact that like a home costs at least 500 grand. Yeah. Save more. It's always more. a good idea. Yeah. And that's what I immediately think about when pe- people always say, like, even my parents would say, like, you're supposed to save 10% of every paycheck. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like that much. <laughs> I don't get paid that much. Like, how do people afford things if they're only saving 10%? Well, and lots of people are saving nothing. Yeah. So it's hard because... Like when I lived in Versus, my rent was right. very expensive. Yeah. A lot more expensive than it is now because I was living alone in like a really nice place. So at that point, and I was younger, so I wasn't making as much money, but saving 10% of my paycheck at that point wasn't possible. Yeah. And when I say wasn't possible, I mean, I wasn't willing to sacrifice that because Your lifestyle. I went on 80 trips that year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. Like, I only lived there for a year. It's fine to do that in your, like, early 20s. But it's important not to get into that habit. Yeah. Like, I have to save extra now to make up for that year. Yeah. And I think that is a lot of stuff with money and with spending especially just becomes a habit. Yes. You know? Like, you just are like, oh, my God. Like, what am I even – what am I even purchasing? Like (laughs) – It's so true, though. And it's so easy – to go through thousands of dollars it's yeah even as I plan to go back to school yeah like let's say I save ten thousand dollars just to live on like for my living expenses right you'd think if you just say that number out loud that that will last years decades even but then I look at how much money I'm making now and how much I'm spending yeah and I'm like okay so that will last maybe until Christmas yeah of my first year yeah like it goes, yeah. Okay, can we also talk about no? <laughs> um, how to budget? Well, I mean, you just told us how with the percentages, but what listening? about like <laughs> how to budget? Can you show me on a pie chart? No. Um, say with like within a friend group or within whatever your like friends' lifestyle is. I have felt like that can distort how I think my spending or savings should be because of what people around me are spending. Does that make sense? Yes. As in like our friends love to go on trips. Our friends love to shop. Our friends love to go out for dinner. And I'm like, okay, that must be like, that must be normal. Like I, if everyone else can do that, I can do that. But then it's like, Where's, where's my paycheck gone? <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Like, yes. Or I have friends that get like Botox or lip fillers or get their hair dyed every six weeks. And I'm like, Matt, this was a No, but I like have lots of friends that do those kind of things or like how expensive it is to get your hair dyed. And I'm just like, how do, how do people afford this? Well, the answer is they probably have really good jobs. <laughs> Or, well, and and that is a good point. I think that in our late 20s, early 30s, yeah. income 
discrepancy is going to become more obvious. That's true. Like in our early 20s, we all, most people make the same amount of money. Like everybody's starting salary is give or take the same. Yeah. Plus minus five, ten thousand dollars Right. As we get older, your income is not going to be the same as your friend's income is not going to be the same as their friend's income. Very true. So you have to be aware of what you can afford and not let other people's spending habits yeah. negatively affect yours. Or just realizing that your like financial situation, yeah, and your income is not going to be the same as someone's and that's okay. Well, yeah, it's not okay. You're not going to be friends for well. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. But yeah, I mean, there, I do, I know a few people that went back to school yeah. in their late twenties, early thirties, because they realized the income potential with their job and all of the friends, all of their friends were making more money and right. they wanted to live that same lifestyle. So if you're asking if like societal pressure and peer pressure around finances is real, the answer is yes. yes. But I'm not even, I don't think I'm even asking that. Like I'm talking about even like, say when we were like in school or when like I know, give or take how much someone makes and like, it's like pretty similar. And I'm still like, I still don't get, or they have the same job as me. And I'm like, what? Oh, well, I mean, you know, you're just like, you have to be aware that like not to adopt other people's habits. Right. Because every, even if you have the same job, people's life circumstances are completely different. Very true. Maybe they have this, a spouse that's supporting them, parents that are supporting them, cheaper rent. Maybe they're putting all of their purchases on a credit card. Like you just don't know what somebody's complete financial picture is. I guess it's less of a question and more just like be aware that you're not like subconsciously adopting someone else's spending habits. Right. Yes. Like make sure that what you're spending your money on is what you want to spend your money on. And what you can afford. Right. And I think it's important. um, Like I always, there was a point of time when I would spend a lot of money. Like right. in university, I made a lot of money. Like right. <laughs> I worked at Earl's Yeah, a lot. true, I was true. basically working like full time. Yeah. My expenses were so low yeah. because my parents were helping me out with school and I had a lot of disposable income for a 20-year-old girl. True. And I could like shop. It was yeah. awesome. And then as I got a real job, I was poor. And like parents stop helping (laughs) you out with things and you're just like, oh. (laughs) Right. And then at that point, you really, I really had to start evaluating, okay, is this purchase making me happier or improving my life? And if so, by how much? Yeah. And then (laughs) you have to cut out all of like the extra very true Monaco purchases (laughs) they've got a great return policy Kate let's not (laughs) let's not write them off completely oh I don't and that's the thing it's like I still shop yeah but not like to the extent right Mm -hmm. I'm like I spend talk about treat yourself Dave yeah that was in university yeah (laughs) exhibit a (laughs) but yeah it's like now I spend a lot less of my money on shopping and a lot more of my money on travel yes and like weekend getaways what do you call it? Priorities change. Exactly. So I think evaluating your priorities is important. Moving on. Anyways. <laughs> so the next question people always ask me once they've figured out where they're putting their, or that they're going to save, yeah. start saving is, okay, now where do I put my money? And this is, again, just my opinion. This is what I do. Don't listen to it. <laughs> 
So I think it's important to build up an air quotes emergency fund. Mm -hmm. So this is, and again, I guess I always used to scoff at this idea, but with COVID this year, it really put into perspective how important this is. Yes. Um, We saw tons of young people getting laid off from serving jobs, salon jobs, whatever. Um, So I think it's important that that first 10% that you're saving each month goes into like a high interest savings account, something that you can access really easily and quickly and immediately um, if you need to. And it should be three months salary is generally the rule. Is the rule of thumb for an emergency savings? Yeah. Three months after tax salary. So if your paycheck is $4,000 a month, you'll want $12,000, which is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. I know. But I mean, I, I mean, I could do the math in my head, but Three months salary is a lot. Yeah. And but then we go back to that ten thousand dollars that I'm trying to yeah, save for true, school very true. and how quickly that goes. Yeah. So yeah, that's generally I start there. Then once you have that nest egg, and again, like it doesn't have to be exactly that, do what you feel is right. But some sort of an emergency fund, and not even an emergency fund, just a fund that you can access like when flights to Japan are $500 right. and you want to go yeah. like there, use that and then replenish the fund later. Um, after that, I like the idea of a tax-free savings account. So there's two kind of registered accounts that young people, most young people can and should take advantage of. So there's a tax-free savings account and an RRSP or Registered Retirement Savings Plan. They're not the same at all. Um, A tax-free savings account, the limit changes each year and every year it's different. Some years it's been 5,000, it was up to 10,500 one year. This year the contribution limit is 6,000. Okay. And for each year that you don't contribute, starting in 2009, which was the first year that the TFSA was available, you can, that amount that you don't contribute adds up. Okay. Or continues to grow so that everybody has the same base amount. Gotcha. Asterisks there. Because okay. if your investments grow, then your room is higher. But that's not a concept for this podcast. Okay. But for the most part, everybody will have the same overall limit. Okay. And I believe that number is like $75,000 okay. at this point. If you add up all of the limits from 2009 to 2021. Okay. Yes. So if you haven't contributed anything to your TFSA or you don't have a TFSA, your limit will be that 75000 ish dollar mark. Um, probably you don't have $75,000 just sitting around. <laughs> and you're you checking. <laughs> <laughs> or if you do, that's really good for yeah. you. <laughs> um, but essentially what you can do is put X amount, 10% of your paycheck into a TFSA And then you have to, or you should be investing that because the whole tax-free portion of that account is that the growth is tax-free. Right. So if you're just putting, you can have a TFSA that's just like acts as a high interest savings account, but a high interest savings account right now is like 1.5%. So that's amazing. If you have a thousand dollars growing at 1.5% (laughs) tax-free, like that's really wonderful. (laughs) I don't recommend that. Um, What I did, and like this was like a shining moment in my TFSA, and this is not recommended (laughs) at all. The shining (laughs) moments of your TFSA. Well, I invested. I have like a direct investing account through my bank, and I had 
money in like marijuana stocks. Okay. And then they skyrocketed. For, and like I had like a tiny amount of money. Right. One, because it's like a really risky stock. But yeah. Two, I was just young and I yeah. didn't have a lot yeah. of money. Um, but let's say my stock goes from $10 to $50. Yeah. Now I have $40 that's tax-free. All right. of the growth on that amount is tax-free. So essentially, the more you have invested and the riskier whatever you're investing is, the better chance for gains. Right. The better chance for tax-free growth. However, do not right. <laughs> speculatively invest. Yeah. But the whole point is that you have to invest it or you should invest it in something to really take advantage of that tax-free room. Makes sense. Does that make sense? Yes. Wonderful. Okay. And then an RRSP is not tax-free. It's tax-deferred. Okay. So that means that when you make an RRSP contribution, let's say you put $1,000 into an RRSP this year and you make $50,000 on your T4. My $1,000 contribution is deducted from my income. So okay. now I'm taxed as if I only made $49,000 gotcha. that year. And I will get back the tax that I paid on that $1,000. Okay. Does that make sense? You will. Yep. So basically. Because you're taxed on less. Because I've already paid taxes on my $50,000 of income. Right. Gotcha. And Makes then sense. I'm putting away my $1,000 into an RRSP. The government is going to give me back the tax that I paid on that $1,000. Gotcha. So that's why you get a tax refund when right. you contribute to your RRSP. Now, when you go to withdraw money from your RRSP before 71, yeah. you... People always think that their RRSP is really locked in. Like they're yeah. like, oh, I, I don't want to put money into my RRSP. Like I can never access yeah. it. I have to save it till like I'm literally 71. That's not true. You can always take it out, but you're subject to withholding tax. So depending on the amount that you take out, it's either- on that. You're, yes, the tax is withheld. Okay. Because you, the government's already given back that tax right. that you paid. So they basically just take it back. Okay. So if you take out $5,000, I think the withholding tax is 10%. Okay. It's either 10, 15, or 20%, depending on the amount that you right. take out. But I think in Canada, um, RRSPs can be good for like a first-time home buyer because they have an exception. So you, if you're taking it out to purchase your first home or put it towards your down payment, then it's not taxed, right? That's right. So there's two. Wow. That's very good. <laughs> there's two um, benefits. Okay. To For like the, a younger person. Yes. So there's the first time home buyers plan and the lifelong learners plan. Oh. And they just changed the first time home buyers. It oh. used to be 25000 but I think okay. this year it's 35000 Very good. Because everyone's paying more for their homes. Checking. Well, actually, though, yeah. like they have to keep it up with inflation. Yeah. But that's true. So um, just while I look up. Yes. Yeah, so now okay. it's 35000 Very good. So as of 2021, I believe, you can take out $35,000 from your RRSP and there is no withholding tax on that if you are buying a home for the first time. Right. So if you've already bought a home and used this, you can't do it do again, it again yeah. And then an important note here is that you have to put back that full value in, I believe it's 15 years. So you have oh, 15 okay. years to put that $35,000 back in. into your RSP. Yes. And if you don't, then you are taxed. Yes. Okay. 
Um, and then the lifelong learners plan works in a similar fashion. I can't remember what the balance is there. Um, okay. Yeah. So $20,000, same thing. Okay. You can take it out, uh, use the money to pay for furthering your education. It has to be used for going back to school essentially. And then you also have to repay that $20,000 at some point over a long time period. I believe it's 15 years also. Okay. So very good. Yeah. People hate on RSPs because of all those things, but if you're making more than $50,000, it can be a good idea. It can be a really good way to offset some of your income tax that's payable and a good way to build a larger nest egg earlier in life. Right. Yeah. Very good. Wonderful. Okay. Now we're going to jump in to taxes. Okay, so people hate taxes. Yeah, don't fall asleep, everybody. <laughs> okay, well, we're not actually going to go over them in But I, again, love them. Guys, if you haven't filed your taxes, you're probably just sitting on free money. And by free, I mean corporate greed government money. <laughs> <laughs> when I think about, Whenever I think about taxes, I think about, like, our mom trying to teach us how to do our own taxes. Like, she would always do them by hand. And, like, us all sitting around the table with our little tax is in front of us and she's like running around and we're like what do I do here and she's like running around the table trying to help us all okay that very good job Chris is grim <laughs> Guys, that was I last year promise it's easier than that it is easier than that I okay. don't know why she does that by hand but she still does I don't this was like not that long ago this was like three years ago maybe I don't think she does anymore. I think she uses like TurboTax or something, but isn't that crazy? Yes. Okay. And people love TurboTax. I'm sure it's great. I've never used it. I use SimpleTax, which is now I think like Wealth SimpleTax. They changed it this year, but it's so easy. You literally type in, they prompt you. You don't have to upload anything. You don't have to scan anything. You enter in all of your personal information, type in the boxes from your T4s and T5s, which are clearly labeled. It's very easy. Like there's a place for everything. If you're a server, there's a place where you can claim your tips. As I'm sure do. Um, you can claim like capital gains and losses, which probably don't apply to most of us, but you could if you know what that is and you have them. Um, tuition amounts, RSP deductions, there's a climate action incentive. Like it's very oh, current yeah. and it's very easy to use. I think my whole, the process took me like 20 minutes and it'll immediately tell you exactly how much money you're getting back. It's great. And then it'll optimize it for you. Like it'll be like, you should do this or that or whatever to get more money back. And I'm like, you know what? I will. I will. <laughs> think I will. And yeah, if you're wondering, unfortunately it's April. So the RSP limit is, or timeframe is done. Um, like you can to you, contribute to contribute yeah. with this tax season. Right. Yeah. So any, if you were to make a contribution now, it would be for next tax season because that cutoff is March 1st, gotcha. the first 60 days of the year. Um, so that's something to know. Like, that's why a lot of people make contributions in January, February, because then they can apply them to the taxes that they will be filing that March or April. Gotcha. But again, doesn't matter when you make the contribution, you'll eventually get the refund. So yeah, I recommend Simple Tax. It's very easy. Use code Simple. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. There is no code because it is free. And then, guys, I'm sure I'm a big news watcher, as Natalie knows. You are a big news watcher. News, shout out. (laughs) (laughs) 
But they started talking about the work from home tax credit. And I was like, oh, I have to claim this. Yes. I'm so excited for this. And basically, it's so easy, guys. If you worked from home for a period of four weeks this year or more, four or more weeks this year, which is literally everyone, everyone. Yeah. you can claim up to $2 a day for like the remainder of 2020. I think it's something 200 some work days or whatever, but it's basically from like March 12th, the day of the shutdown right. to December 31st. You can claim $2 up to a maximum of $400, I think. So okay. like 200 days, I guess is yeah. what it would be. And it's like a $400 tax credit for everyone. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, I know. So make sure you claim that if you're eligible. Very um, good. And you don't need to submit any paperwork or anything for that. And it's in simple text. You just Google like work from home credit. And it's right there. Snaps for work from home credit. So what are some other fun tax credits? Um, wow, fun. Okay, I my knowledge of tax credits is limited because I only know the ones that affect me. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Wait, there's tax credits and then there's tax deductions. Okay. Okay. So this is a little bit more complicated. And even I okay. sometimes mix them up. But tax deductions reduce the amount of taxable income that you need to okay. pay for. So basically that's saying, like, that would be like the RSP. Right. So if you put $1,000 into your RSP and you make $50,000, it's like you make $49,000. Is that like charitable donations too? Is that tax deductible? No, those are the Credits. charitable donation tax credit. Gotcha. Yes. Um, but that's that I don't right. know the specific rules on that off the top of my head because they're a little bit complicated. Um actually I do know a fun tax credit. Oh. For teachers, you can claim a thousand dollars towards what whatever you've spent on your classroom. Cause a lot of teachers spend a lot of their own money on like supplies and just like fun things for the classroom. So you can claim that on your taxes. That's actually very good. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So how how do you do that? Like, what, do you know what that's called? Like, what the tax credit is called? Um, I don't know what it's called, but I'm sure I could find out. Very good. <laughs> and then, yeah, tax credits, too, are ones that everybody's eligible for, or not everybody's eligible for, but it doesn't matter. Your income doesn't affect the tax credit. So that would be, like, this working from home tax credit doesn't matter what your income is, it's $2 a day, up to 200 days, whether your salary is 180000 or 50000 So deductions, your income matters, the other one, it does not. Very good. This is called the Eligible Educator School Supply Tax Credit. That's very good. Yeah. And do you use them? Um, I will. They're, it's relatively new. So I think I used it last year. Like, it's, like, only, I think, last year or the year before was the first year that it was a thing. Oh, very yeah. good. Yeah, and then tuition tax deduction is another big one. So, basically, you can deduct any school expenses or licensing expenses. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. so look into that. There's... It has to fit a certain criteria. Right. But, like, when I was doing all of my wealth management courses those were tax deductible. Very good. So again, that means if the course is $2,000 and you make $50,000, you're taxed as if you made $48,000. Okay. Yes. And yeah, obviously like when 
you're going back to school or if you have a lot of university education tuition, it adds up. Like you yeah, can deduct like $30,000 over like the course of your degree and you can save that. You don't have to use it that year, right. obviously, because if you're a full-time student, your income probably isn't yeah. very substantial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you can carry them forward. I can't remember if it was five years or indefinitely, so fact check that, but you don't have to use it the year that you go to school. Very good. Yes. Snaps for money. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's fun. I think it I think it's fun. <laughs> I just think taxes are fun. They're not fun. But getting money They're back is fun. fun. Yeah. And it's, it's fun now. It's not not fun. Young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not fun when you're like self-employed or have a corporation or owe thousands yeah. of dollars. Ooh, that's another thing. Yeah, like if you claim CERB or any of those like Right. C E S V C E F H C E J K A B C D. Those are all made up pretty much except for CERB. But (laughs) (laughs) people always talk about how you have to pay tax on that. Right. And that essentially means that the government was not taxing that $2,000. as So you owe money. Yes. So you have to pay again. That'll depend on your tax bracket. But yes. So that's what they mean by that. So just be aware. Be aware. If you collected the sub. But yeah, I think especially for women, it's it can be really intimidating to like ask questions and Definitely. find out answers. So it's important yeah. to ask people yeah. and not be embarrassed. DM Paulina. Tons of guys also don't know what the fuck yeah. they're talking about, but they just talk confidently. And yeah. It's like, that must be right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they're right. Yeah. Hmm. Very That's good. Wrong. But yeah, let us know if you have any questions, and I probably let can't Pauline help. Let know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wish I wish you luck. Yes. <laughs> Happy tax season. <laughs>